I'm so tired. I know. I'm hungry too. Yeah, me too. The sandwiches are in the fridge. Your mom is an angel. Hey, welcome to Tip and Tail, baby. A casual conversation with professional artists. I'm your host, Sid Williams. Orange Lee is a painter, originally from Taiwan, whose work is a mix of Eastern and Western elements. Her paintings evoke a feeling of magic and interconnectivity. Her relationship to the subconscious is evident on the canvas. Often called the Dr. Seuss for the soul, Johnny Grinder's paintings are surreal and fantastical and explore the tunnels of the mind unlocked. Johnny decided that he didn't want to study culture. He wanted to be culture. Their journey to each other and to the professional art world feels predestined. They currently work out of Mount Contemporary in Jersey City. So we'll just start from the very beginning. Orange, take us back to um, where you began, where you grew up and when you realized that you were an artist and how your practice kind of started to form. And then Johnny, we'll get into you. My name is Orange Lee and I'm from Taiwan. Um, I can remember is that since when I was little, I always loved to draw and I love colors. And I think it's like, I can remember is that because my grandpa, he loved collecting some, um, how to say, like Chinese traditional painting, like ink drawing, ink painting. And then we have this big painting hang in our living room that was a calligraphy like dragon. Oh, cool. mm. Yeah, that was like through different, f- actually the dragon, but have a different form of the dragon. How to say that? Like, explain that. Oh, yeah, it was it's like, like the, the history of the, the, the changing words. Changing words, yes. The ancient writings to the newer writing. I guess like that really influenced me the way that was like my roots, you know, like mm-hmm. affect me a lot. And then so that I also, when I was little, so I was kind of like, uh, how to say that? Like, you living in my head almost like <laughs> entertain Spent you know a long time <laughs> yeah and then so yeah so that that is i guess that would be the start but then uh, i remember very clearly that my grandpa and grandma signed me up in uh, this art class when uh, since when i was like elementary school and then uh, one day i finished this painting i'm so proud like I paint this girl standing there and the background is um, snowing day, a snowing, you know, background. And then I feel like I'm so proud I need to show mm-hmm. my parents. And then I went back home and I told my grandma, I said, look at this. I finished this and my, the teacher said I have a talent and I wanted to, um, to go to art school. I want to be an artist. And my grandma said to me, said, do not ever think you're Picasso. Oh. Harsh. People like them, they born as an artist and you are not. And huh. then, so that was the day that I started to hit, hit this dream deep inside my heart. Oh. And then, <laughs> Sometimes the painful things yeah. are the ones that you realize they push well, you forward later. I mean, most painful things, like art is just transcending energy as yes. well. So it is a lot of it is overcoming just whatever conditioning to find this freedom. So even the pain kind of yeah. comes out in beauty it, most of the time. Actually, they grow something, even become the most beautiful thing in life. Because mm-hmm. after that, even though I had to hit this dream, and I since 
that day, I'm serious, like since that day, literally like I never shared this dream with anybody after that until um, I think when I was 23 or 20, I mean, before that I was finished my BA in Suzhou University, like do the things that society, my parents wish me I should, should supposed to do. What was your do. degree in, Orange? A business, yeah. Okay. And then, but then I graduate and then I open my own uh, business, like um, designing jewelry. And then I feel like that at that time I still hit hiding my dream, you know. Yeah. I feel like I, that that was very hurt. Yeah. Until one day I was I think twenty three or twenty four, and I the first time I went to Florence, Italy, and I went to the Uffizi Museum, saw the painting. I think it's a Michelangelo painted yeah. the. Uh, Donitondo. Yeah, Donitondo, and or you can say the Doni Madonna, mm -hmm. the painting. And then I was standing there. I don't know. It was something magical happened. The connection from that moment, and then I actually have tears in my eyes. Overflowing. And I know all. the. Yeah, I was like, I feel the fire still there. So from that moment, after I came back to Taiwan, I mean, I went back to Taiwan through that trip, and I decided I wanted to study like. Uh, so more like art, art. Yeah. yeah. Study art, like more art. Fund, uh, what is it called? Fundamental, fundamental. What's it called? The yeah, basic, basic fundamentals. Yeah, and so basically, after that, um, I study art in several different places, and then until I met Johnny, I think that year was I was twenty five, <laughs> and then uh, I met Johnny the first time I went to his studio and I saw the paintings he made all around like piles i'm serious like hundreds sketchbook and then paintings and then i was like i asked him where do you show your art and then uh he said no i just paint for myself i just like well you should mm. i said it to him i said maybe i i think i, I think what did i say to you it's, it's time to show the world <laughs> yeah because i said you should quit your job just focus oh, on the art yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i said it's time to show your work to the, the to the to the world and then because and i realized later i actually said that to him but i actually said that to myself and then i feel like yeah. i i opened yeah. my heart that i wanted to to delegate into the past. And this was all in Taiwan, right? Yeah, that time was in Taiwan. And Johnny, what were you doing in Taiwan? Uh, I was, I'd been living there about 13 oh. years and I've been, I was teaching art and animation. Okay. And uh, it was just, it was a great journey. It was just there I could live and basically I could go to a cafe. My Chinese is very bad. <laughs> and so I could sit in a cafe and sketch and people would be talking all around me, but it wouldn't affect me because I couldn't understand. So it could be like just uh, you know white noise in the background. Yeah. Hmm. And so it made me so comfortable because I didn't have the the noise distractions of being, you know, if I'm sitting around and everybody's speaking English, I might get caught in somebody's conversation. But if they're all speaking Chinese, I can just get into my own little world and move into mm -hmm. it. That's wow, that's really cool. So, so you liked it that you couldn't understand oh, what everyone it. was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the comfort of being around people and having community, but yeah. not necessarily being distracted exactly. by right. it. Yeah. That amazing. to me was so satisfying. How and how long were you in Taiwan for? Thirteen, 13 years, years total. Oh, Thirteen years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did I miss that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs>
And then you, um, so how did Orange end up in your studio for the very first time? Oh, well, first I met her at a figure drawing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was just, you know. What is, what is a figure drawing? It's when you draw live models. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this, there's a nude model there. There's about 20 people sitting around. And uh, then Orange walked in late. And <laughs> I saw her and I was looking at the model and looking at her and I was like, I think I'm going to draw orange instead. And I started sketching her. <laughs> wow. I'm sure the model was not feeling good, but uh, I've, I just felt like I really wanted to focus on her. And I started drawing her, and then she came over to scold me for staring at her. I was like, no, no, I'm just drawing you, you know? And, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she came over to my studio, and uh, a week later, she moved in. Yeah. No way, orange. Three months You're after crazy. that, we, <laughs> yes. Three months after that, we opened a gallery together. Yeah, because um, I think that was I think that was the actually even the first time I moved out of my home yeah. when I was twenty five at that time. And, and my mm -hmm. mom's like, "Where are you going?" Like da, da, da. I was like, "Oh, I have uh, things I need to I do, have to work, I have work, to work and meeting stuff." And then, but actually, I'm moving with Johnny like a week <laughs> later, like seriously. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And then, and then, I mean, because. But mm -hmm. it just felt so right. It's just, I'm yes, sure. it felt just right. And then, and then three months later, we opened a gallery together. Mm -hmm. And then, so after that, I think the turning point is after, I think it's two months, uh, two, oh, sorry, two years later or something. Like, I got very sick. And then I asked myself in the hospital that, okay, so what? What I really wanted to do is art. I know deep inside my heart. Yeah, what well, so, you said, yeah. I remember you said mm. to yourself, if I only have two years left to live, yeah. what would I want to do? Yeah, because I, why I said that two years is because I feel like I still have this time is a limit. You feel urged to do something, but, um, but also mm -hmm. have enough time. In two years, you can achieve something. So I kind of give this two year theory to myself that what if I only have two years to live? What really I really wanted to do? So I said, I want to do art. So then from that moment, I sold everything. Yeah. Like my store. She had three stores or four stores. Four stores. Actually, I'm doing really good. I remember you telling me you were very successful with your jewelry. Yeah, because my friend, they just, they can't understand. They couldn't. Mm -hmm. Like, they're Why just like, oh, oh my God, business. what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, you know, and then I just feel this is something I have to do. And then so I sold them and then I came to United States. Orange, do you think you got sick from not following your heart? Whoa, that was a good question. That I think... Probably. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. Yes. I think yes. <laughs> no, I just like it. It seems like when you got sick, it was really that turning point of the only way maybe to get better is to really follow my heart. Oh, I like the What do you say? Yes. I think that is true because I think my body was asking for help. You know, this is very interesting because so we. Mm -hmm. I mean, Johnny and I just talked about this, I think, yesterday. You know, I had this some kind of, you know, insight come up that was like, wow, it's, it's kind of like we're chasing things like the success or the things like the standard for the society, but we forgot to take care of ourselves. It's like we have to 
heal your heal yeah. ourselves to about to heal the world. It's like we okay. This is it. Sorry. Oh, one hundred percent. You have to know. I absolutely know what you you're saying. You have to look inward in yes. order to reflect outward because yes. there's no there's no way of like cultivating love or unity or um, all of the things that like I think being a positive member of society, whatever that means, kind of is, unless you are that towards yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. So true. <laughs> so it, it get, and I think being an artist is like that raw experience of kind of peeling back the layers and being exactly who you choose to be. It's like putting on your big girl pants and saying, okay, now I'm gonna take the steps that I want Exactly. Make. And I think that's the power of being an artist. And I think now more than ever, this art world has been muddied by industry and the temptations of industry and the temptations of society and success that like, sometimes we just need to step back and remind ourselves, why did we put these big girl pants on to begin with? Why have we chosen our journey, not the journey of like what's happening around yeah. us? It's true. That's nice. Yeah. So from from the, the day that you did the live drawing and you met there, um, how long has it been from that point to this point? How long have you guys been together for? Seven? No. Now it's, now it's approaching eight years. Yeah. Okay, cool. Eight years. And I mean, seven, eight years, seven uh, to eight. Yeah, almost eight, eight years. About eight years. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of changes have happened in eight years, too. Ooh. We've gone on a wild journey. I mean, wild it's journey. just wild and magical. Because we didn't expect <laughs> things to happen. And re recently, some great things happened. So. Yeah. Oh, like what? Yeah, like what happened? She, uh, uh, Are well, you guys married? We, we had some rough times in... Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> she, she wants me to ask her again. <laughs> yeah. I said, you have to ask me again. <laughs> Congratulations, you too. Why? Was the, was the first time... It, Thank you. Was the first time not uh, up to your standards? No. no first no. time we were... It's I asked great. her to marry me uh, when we were on a hilltop in Florence overlooking... Uh, yeah, the second... Oh, I mean, the second time I went to Florence. I mean, we to, that, together. When we went to Florence together. together. Yeah. Very romantic. And it yeah. was just the most perfect day in the world. And I'm not... We've, I've never really organized uh, picnics before. Yeah. But for some reason, we got all this stuff at this grocery <laughs> store and some wine and brought it up on this hill overlooking Florence. Mm -hmm. And... I felt there would never been a more perfect day to ask her. So I made, and I wasn't prepared because I didn't know <laughs> I was going to ask her. And I found these little flowers on the grass and made a, made a ring of flowers and, uh, and asked her to marry me. And for some reason she said yes. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And when was this? When did this happen? That was like oh, wow, five years that. ago or something. Right? Maybe five years yeah, ago. Yeah, six years ago. Yeah. I think five. And then, yeah, and then we been together. Uh, yeah, it's just really beautiful journey. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, we've had, you know, it's, it hasn't been all, it's been ups and downs. We yeah. had some difficult times and we even split up <laughs> for a year. Yeah, but I think that's, bless you. Bless bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess that's because we have some difficult time, especially when we came to New York. It was so, so rough. That's yeah, why we split. Financial struggle yeah. just crushed mm -hmm. us. Yeah, so we split up for a year. And then, yeah, so have this sunk, you know, then things pull us back together again. And then so I was like, okay, you have to ask me again. <laughs> because but, we're apart, we have to. 
mm-hmm. can we talk a little bit about the uh, the blue beast mm-hmm. or what I call the blue beast uh, experience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I was wondering, Johnny, like when you when you when Orange first told you about oh. her experience, like I was wondering what your reaction was. To sure. That. We should also back it up and just explain what this blue beast situation yeah, is yeah. before um, whoever wants to explain it, either Johnny or Orange, just kind of give us the the scene. She, uh, what was happening this night was, was very bizarre because, uh, I was in, I was in Mana and I was painting and it was like three in the morning Yeah. and I was feeling like I was having the biggest meltdown of my life and I was angry and upset and I started painting this painting. It's like five feet by eight feet and I painted, uh, it's like this this blue beast is like uh, the and it, later, as I'm painting it, uh, she's having her own meltdown of sorts. But her meltdown was even more intense than anything <laughs> I've ever heard. You know, she was felt like she was losing her mind. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, because um, at that time, though, I was being through a very very rough time. Because um, this is also connected with well, that time I actually preparing my first solo show in uh, Brooklyn. And I was doing this series called like Diary of a Chat Girl. So basically, oh, that's right. um, I experienced about half the year, six months online, talking to uh, people online. But um, it's not uh, sexual anyway, but it's more like um, I'm just painting. It's like online, an online, online, talk, online show, talk show, actually. But, uh... And that was re- very popular in Asia. And then people were tipping me, but that was not really what I want. But that also, but that helped me in financially. But then that kind of made me, I guess, in the same way that was not aligned with my heart, what mm. I really want to do. So that I have one day I was just too sad, like so sad, and I was just kind of started to sing different things. And then in the same moment that Johnny paint the painting what I saw. Now, I hadn't been yeah. talking to her in yeah. maybe a month or so. And then for some reason at three in the morning, because I'm feeling this intensity, I don't even know why, I send her a message and yeah. say, uh, I've found, because the painting evolved through the night. Mm-hmm. At first it was filled with this this anger and this, this uh, hostility or whatever. And then all of a sudden it started transforming. Yeah. And it started becoming peaceful. And there, I painted this doorway in the chest of the beast. And I painted both of us in it. Well, the thing is, though, I do wanted to say is when he been through the anger, right? As I actually been through a very, very dark place. Like, I don't know how to even describe. Like, um, just the darkest and is this, dark. And is this when you were and on then, the rooftop? Yeah, yeah, yes. And then, and then later, when I went through the darkest dark, I felt like I fell into the black hole or something, like literally falling. And then something, when I finally just given up to trying to fight this energy, then have this light shine through my heart, like the, the place that he painted the doorway. Mm-hmm. Like so, probably later in her night, later in my night, we, we both came to some kind of peace. Yes. without being around each other yeah and uh some, so we were like so yeah. in tune like i'm going through chaos the same time she is yeah and that was very very strange because we later we found this is you know sort of like uh what was that thing called uh 
something quantum, quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement, you know, something, <laughs> you know, we've maybe shared so much energy. Yeah, because it was just too bizarre. Because, I mean, I even told Johnny before this thing happened, I, I don't think I ever really um, kind of going the direction like, mm, how to say that? Like, because my, can I say, share that? Like, yeah, my father. Share whatever yeah, you so. Um, so because my father, uh, so um, when I was little, he tried to sell me, and that's kind of like a really big shadow in my life. Wow. And then later, the things I never really shared before is that actually later he became a monk. Wow. Interesting. So the interesting thing is actually before this thing happened, I have this um, uncomfortable or almost you can say a little bit anger, I would say, like toward to the, uh, the spiritual, spiritual stuff. Things, yeah. And then so I never even like to talk about things like that. And then so I never mm -hmm. even read or anything. And then so until this thing happened, it was kind of out of my logic. You know what I mean? Like kind of like, this doesn't make any sense. It's like, this is too weird. Like like nobody will even believe me because I actually tried. I tried to talk to uh, people that at that time was, you know, next to me, uh, not next to me, I how to say it, like close to, me. close to me. And they thought, they actually thought I went crazy. And a person- Oh, that was after, on that night, after that, that night, night. After that night and they- they thought she was losing her mind, and thought they, maybe she should go to a like, facility. And yeah. Like, yeah, like actually it, a person actually want to send me to there. Wow. Yeah. It really is an unbelievable story. Yeah, very, very. And then so later until I, I realized I can't talk to anybody, then I, and then I thought about Johnny sending me the text and I said, Johnny, I have to my, talk to you. <laughs> my, my text was strange because I said, yeah. I... I don't know why I said this. I said, I'm, what did I say? Uh, I think, yeah, we, we, we... I'm something about, I'm I'm here with you now. I'm the stranger in front of you. I'm the rich man. Yeah, I'm actually, he said, man. I'm the person, like, the, the something in front of me. And then that was a time when I saw that saw beast. The beast. And then, so that's why I thought I must be, wow. like, I'm dead or something. That doesn't, too, too... Too bizarre, too much. It was. I even said that was too much. I was like, "Is it some <laughs> kind of joke or something?" But then I realized that. Then later, when I, you know, reconnect. Oh, I'm sorry. Say it. Finish the message. Oh, and then I said, "I'm here for you now. I found a way to be at peace with myself and the world, and uh, and I'm here with you now. I'll be with you forever." And when I said that, I hadn't didn't remember it at all. <laughs> And then she's like a week later, two weeks later, she showed me the text of it. And I was like, I said that? <laughs> it was pretty bizarre. So, but so wild. It's really interesting that yeah. she, at, at the moment she was having this, uh, this, I guess, psychedelic experience. Meltdown. You, yeah, psychedelic meltdown. experience, meltdown. You were like, I, I'm, you know, you're everything to me and I'm, I'm literally, I'm everything to you. And... It's just, it really is crazy. And as someone who's had, I, I had this one uh, experience and it reminded me of when I saw your painting of the, the I guess the blue beast, I, a friend gifted me the magician tarot card after my freshman year of college um, because he, he was always like, dude, you're a magician. I was like, okay. So I 
took it out of my backpack on the ride home and showed my dad. I was like, look what my friend gave me. And then I put it back in my backpack. And when we got out of the car, it was gone. And I, I've never been able to find it since. So it's like, it completely disappeared, Whoa. this card. I have no idea where it went. And the fact that it's the magician card is even stranger. So it's like, there are, mm-hmm. every, people go through these experiences that are unexplainable and unbelievable. Um, and the fact that you guys went yeah. through one that you kind of both experience at the same time is just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's craziness. I have a, I have a similar, um, now that we're sharing psychedelic mm-hmm. melt, meltdowns and stories, I have a similar story. I had this painting um, made for my, like my app, one mm-hmm. of my best friends in high school. We were inseparable, um, really inseparable. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of fell into some mental illness and um, ended up using drugs and our path kind of diverged when we were around like 17, 18. So I went off to college and I made this painting and it was called Fly and it was this like eye with wings that came out of it and it was just an effort to feel, um, to help her feel more free in her brain. And we were friends through it all, through like before the symptoms, after the symptoms, really like a hardcore exploration of love and unconditional love and I was kind of coping with um, I had moved to Vermont and I just wanted to honor her so I made this painting and this was my freshman year of college I brought the painting home I lost it for like four years and we had fallen out of touch in these four years maybe we had seen each other like once or twice and it was basically like how you doing and it would be like oh don't come around me I'm not good for you you know all this jazz I moved home from college and like unpacked my stuff and I found this painting eventually, like months after I moved home. And during that time, like Hannah came back into my life, you know, in weird ways. Like it was just like physical ways. I like first ran into her mom and then she like reached out via text message. And it was lovely. Like it was nice that I had this painting and I had my friend back and she was sober and she was stable. my other best friend so like I had Hannah was like my first really unconditional best friend um of like someone you don't grow up with someone you like choose and then in college like I had made another like soul sister kind of situation and this girl was moving out of Vermont and our relationship was really centered around Vermont and she was you know like embarking on this new journey so she goes I would really love to have a piece of work of yours Um, And she remembered this, like, eye painting with the wing. She's like, is there any way, like, I can have that work? Like, I love that work. And I said, you know what? Yeah, you you can um, definitely have this work because it is made for just, like, the sake of unconditional love and freedom. So I flew to Vermont with this painting. This is a, a pretty tragic story, but I got off the plane and I had it all with me for, like, I was in Vermont for, like, three days. And I gave it to my, you know, my now, like, the girl I went to Nepal with, the girl I hiked the long trail with, you know, we really have been through, like, some serious stuff. So I gave her the painting, and when I got on the, right before I got on the plane, like, right as I gave Kate the painting, my friend Hannah had died. Whoa. Oh. And it was just, like, a full transference of energy. And I was like, wow. Wow. It was, it was like one of those, like... It's like, how do you explain oh, these trip. things to, to people who don't 
believe in any yeah. form of like um, like, a, like energy higher, transfer yeah, like or whatever level. it is. It's like I don't know if that's a massive coincidence, but it was literally like the painting left my hands, and like a couple hours later, oh. my yeah. other friend from high school called me and was like, "Hannah died." So it was it was like immediate. It was a wild a wild ride. It's it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Physical it's like physical things having impacts on. Yeah, but everything physical has an energetic body to it. So it's like, you know, sometimes I think that energy kind of goes into each other. I'm not really sure. I wish I knew more about, like, physics. It does. It does. It's, yeah, me too. Well, it seems like one of the most interesting things because, the, you know, just even somebody angry walking mm -hmm. into a room, the energy of them can influence mm -hmm. everybody just in the like room. That. Yeah. And so we're seeing that, you know, even like with quantum entanglement, they're talking about, you know, the one thing will be vibrating and the other thing can be in another Same location time. that's no connected and it will vibrate no matter how far they are yeah. from each other. So everything's well, connected. Maybe it's like our eyes cannot see, but doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm -hmm. It's like they're there. It's like the connection, you know? Yeah, totally. And maybe when you are vibrating with a frequency of somebody, then you, you change because of them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we'll get, we'll, we'll move on from this heady conversation. Sure, sure. <laughs> I, I will go more into both of your practices as artists. Wow. Mm -hmm. You both share a studio and your work complements each other, but definitely isn't the same by any means. You both have like an underlining fantasy tone to both of your work. Which I love, by the way. Yeah, I love both of your Thank works, you. too. If you guys want to, you know, you guys can just chat about your work for a bit. Like, why do you make the work you make? And um, how is it sharing a space with somebody you are married to? And oh. and, I, and I, I'm wondering, your, mm -hmm. your work also seems to kind of, I don't know, maybe this is a bit general, but it reflects each other. And I was wondering if your work kind of was always, like, similar even before you met? Oh, wow. I think that's well, a good question too. <laughs> it's, I mean, we, we influence mm -hmm. each other a lot because we're yeah. around each other like 24 Ta hours I'm a day. I'm serious, 24 And hours. most people mm -hmm. could, would, you know, kill each other. <laughs> but for some reason, we, uh, we're okay. We love it. <laughs> we love it. Because <laughs> we both, we both love to read and we love. It's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we spend a lot of a lot of time any any time like I'm reading something I will some a lot of times read out loud to her she'll read out loud to me if I'm painting or she's painting and or we'll listen to audiobooks together and uh, the thing that helps us is we're able to have these big conversations about yeah. everything and then it influences us in different ways but still I have like my direction that I go towards, and she has her direction, but our directions just seem to complement each it's other. It's true. It's true because I think, um, well, Johnny really is the person that I I think is the first. Like I said, the first person that I open my heart finally, and then to reconnect with this path. Because when we we travel a lot together. You know, uh, since when we met, like Nepal, then then have yeah. like, you know, different went to places. Cambodia, yeah. painted a mural together in Cambodia. Yeah, and then so and like then. he's the person that also see something in me and say, you know, kind of encourage me. Well, we, we used to start one of our first trips. I think was Thailand, and yeah. uh, we just basically we would we would travel and 
spend the whole day sketching. You know, we'd go see new things, but we'd just be sitting in the cafe sketching. And yeah, when I saw her doing this and how excited she was, filling up her sketchbooks, and this is what I've always loved to do, because at the time I was doing uh, travel art tours where I'd take students to other countries, and we would just basically oh. be like a art boot camp. And people were like, it was kind of funny because when I was back in uh, at UCLA studying animation, and then one day they, everybody came up and they go, "Hey, what do you, what do you, what are your goals after you know get your MFA?" And uh, I was like, "Well, I just want to paint and travel." And they're going, "That's not a job." And then funny <laughs> thing, it, it when I got to Asia, it actually turned into a job. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I, got, I was, took students to Vietnam, to Cambodia, and to uh, even came to Portland know. once. Yeah, one of my students yeah. came to Portland and. Stay with us and then paint with us. Yeah. So I mean, we really just wow. influence. Yeah, influence the, uh, each other all the time. Cause not just, I mean, painting, but really we we read, we read quite a lot too. Yeah, that's and, that's been our biggest. Yeah, influence. and then and then saying the example like even from the morning though, <laughs> every day. It's like when I woke woke up, I I mean, I will even will learn some kind of insight from my dream. Oh, and yeah, yeah. She's even this morning too. I mean, I would just like woke up, just the first thing I open my eyes, I will say, hey, Johnny, I just <laughs> learned something. I know, and she will have these insights sometimes at four o'clock in the morning. And it's, and it's like, not, it's just like, Johnny, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. I have to wake you up, it's urgent. Yeah, wake, yeah. well, sometimes if a, beginning, if a short, it well, it, I mean, in a short one, maybe like, you know, 10 minutes or 30 minutes, but sometimes a long side two hours. <laughs> she can remember the details of her dreams for a long, long time. And I've and, never heard anybody do that before. Because he's like, how long your dream exactly? Like, I can literally like talk like two hours. Like, and then what happened? The, the, well, the, what, was, yeah. what was really bizarre is after she had that meltdown, yeah. the week after, uh, she couldn't take care of herself, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, the, oh, we never really shared this. And then, I know. And then she... Uh, she asked me to come over and I, you know, we'd been apart, you know, we'd been apart and, uh, I came over and took care of her and I had to take care of her like 24 hours Serious. a day, you know, and I couldn't really communicate mm -hmm. with she, other people. Most people would have, would have immediately just put her in a psych ward <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I think that the only yeah. thing you need is to be some time to sort whatever happened out in your head and to have someone love you and take care of you. Yeah. And then, so at that time, because Johnny, um, Let me tell about the dreams. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the other dream. But okay. so she started having these during this week. It was really bizarre because she was only sleeping about two, two and a half hours a night, and I think you know, I would also. I could, I could, you know, I I couldn't, you know. And this happened for like a week. But the thing is, and she was eating just like very, very little. And I only can eat specific things Speci she yeah, would go only, like I need only seaweed I need yeah and, she and then it's yeah. so weird because I mean I'm, I mean I'm, I'm saying is like I'm not at that moment it's not I'm trying to be a vet vegetarian is like body just wouldn't let my body eat. don't let me because yeah. once I eat the meat it will throw yeah. up and then I only can eat certain things at that time and I have a clear mind and then um and then the weird thing is every morning I have a super strong kind of i don't know like uh, energy and then but then at that night every night though 
Johnny have to carry me back. Would, she would have super power, like energy that I couldn't understand, you know, because she only slept a couple hours. Huh. And then she would have this energy and this clarity like super I've never clear. seen. She could think about everything she wanted so clearly. Yeah. And then she started having these, well, every night before she went to bed, she's, <laughs> she'd just collapse. Yeah. And she, like, couldn't even walk anymore. Yeah, I can't. And I had to carry her over the bed. And, and this then, only and lasted was, a week or so? No, actually, no, more this than that. went almost a month. A month, actually. probably wow. more. But and it then, got. Well, then that time before I go to bed, not just clap, I started coughing. Like, you know, like it's like in a movie, like somebody a fit. got gun yeah. shot or like something. Shot, shot and <laughs> like <laughs> feeling like die. coughing oh blood or something. Like, wow. oh, I'm, I'm doing that. And then first day, I thought I'm dying, you know. But then uh, because yeah. every day I kind of just used to it, I'm, we even laugh each other. Okay, bye. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> no, because what would happen is she would, she would have these dreams or she would die. I'm night. dying a dream. And then she'd wake up and tell me about what happened. It, You're not it, supposed to die in your dreams, Orange. Did you not get that memo? That's what we always said. We said if you if you die in your dream, you really die. And well, then I actually literally, I can remember not just one dream. You know, like a, when we remember the dream is like a, the dream before you woke up. Mm -hmm. But I can dr remember all the dream, like you three or like four together. Thing. Yeah, and how I die in a dream, and she how said, I transform in the transform time. I can remember how I change into the next dream. So that's why wow. during that time, remember I said I was preparing the show. So the show started to change because I started to paint my dream, the things I see. Even mm -hmm. have a one person writing a poem on my, oh, that was weird. you know, yeah. in the dream, and the poem I never seen it before, and then. When I woke up, I remember every single word. So we typed so in we some type of the in. words, and then it led her to some ancient, ancient writings yeah. and Lao Tzu and stuff. And we're like, "How? Why would you remember this in a dream?" And then we typed it in, and then that led wow. us into start studying Lao Tzu. And so that's and, why uh, I write. I wrote the dream and the pen the things I saw in my painting is from that night. Uh, from that thing. She would remember the details of the words. If yeah. there were even other things oh, that were happening. I wanted happening to say that. The... Well, you know, have this. Um, so one day, because this dream thing will talk, just it will It'll never it end. will never end. So just <laughs> just say because one, it happens every night. Yeah, yeah. every night. So that's, this is too much. But have a one thing very special. Um, so I mm -hmm. woke up. I I remember so clearly. Is about I I dream about pyramid. And then I felt like I'm understanding something very special about this pyramid thing. And then I woke up the same thing. I woke, woke Johnny up too. <laughs> and then yeah, I said, I oh, went God. To, I went to go get the mail. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And then I, I, I oh, went. went. Yeah. Went. So oh, okay. then I, I told Johnny, I said, oh, my God, I know now. It's like the pyramid. Da, da, da. I just on and on and on and talk. And then after I finished, so, so I went out. Actually, I went out to the mailbox. And I saw, I remember I dreamed the pyramid that morning. And then I went to the mailbox. I got this invitation from Guggenheim Museum. And that the cover, the invitation of the car is- Had the pyramid Had the pyramid it. in my dream. It was oh. the pyramid. And that was the pyramid yeah. made by uh, the painter Hilma F. Clint. Oh, and then, you know what? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I was yes. just thinking. I was like, "Oh, they probably know who Hilma Afklint is," and like, definitely, and, you know, she did a lot. She sounds like her, a little bit of her, a parallel. Her stuff is out there. 
It's yes. like, it, of course. it sounds yes. like she probably went she had through a similar, yeah, a similar experience that you went it through. It sounds like you had a seance. Vibration or something, some kind of sort of, I don't really know. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so weird. I was wondering if either of you meditate. Yes, I mean, at that time I have to, I mean, I found that, that things happen, I meditate almost every day. Like, I, was... a lot of time I even have to be very long time. Mm -hmm. So after yes. that experience? Because it's I actually is have to though. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, I want to do it for something, but no, it's just like, I have to even it's have not like one a time. It's a discipline thing. It's like a grounding thing. Yes, it's something is neat. And then I even have to certain time. I said, okay, Johnny, yeah. I have, <laughs> I said, give me some time. I have to meditate right now. Like before a show is so busy. But then I was like, it's something so important, some kind of insight. I have to go in deep to look into it. When she you first, know? when she first uh, had that meltdown or experience, or whatever, it's not really a meltdown. I felt it was like a melt up because uh, <laughs> she had a really intense downward spiral. But then out of it, she she just opened up these other pathways that just it was Rose. like. Kind of like, like washing that. away, melt up, washing away the you know you have to go burn off yes. all of the stuff that's that's not helping you, so that you can get to this place that's free and yeah. you're able to just find your path. And I feel like a lot of it's been about this kind of a path of personal evolution because then when you're evolving as a person, you're finding your own personal peace. You know your own. Yeah. I don't mean like evolving, just like. You're 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 growing. You're becoming better. When you're and shedding when you're the layers. Yes, yes. Because I do think you know, like, like the Hilma thing, it was pretty interesting because pyramid things, right? But also when mm. I look at that, I didn't know that he. Oh, she. Sorry, she actually was. I think hundred years ago, you know, painter. I thought that like, she was alive or something. But then, so I thought, oh, I must have to uh, look look into her her uh, her show. I have to go to her opening or something. But then I looked up the date of the opening because yeah. that Guggenheim, that show was the first actual show, of solo her show. Work ever. Yeah. And then when I look at the date is actually the date of my opening. Her first solo my show. My first solo <laughs> show. The oh my you know God. the yeah. And then so, well, you can say maybe it seems like maybe that was a coincidence or something, but then something was linked. And then so later, finish my show, I went to, I went to see her show. The next day, right? Or I think next day or two or days later. And then um, it was just a beyond the words because I can feel so much is, is some kind of connection beyond the words. Mm -hmm. that, show, that show was just absolutely incredible. It was. It was, I, I couldn't believe, I just remember reading from, uh, like, when I was at the Guggenheim and seeing her work, I just remember reading that she chose not, or I, mean, I think she chose not to show any of her work because she knew that no it one was, was yeah, out of her yeah, time. no one was going to be able to understand it. So she, she just, like, she knew that she was making stuff that just totally regular people yeah. couldn't comprehend what they were going to witness. I, sh I saw that show with Dorothea and my mom and the two curators mm. from Mana, so Isa mm. and Carlene. And the group of, we were just like middle of the day Guggenheim trip. And I will never, I will just never forget that show. It was, I'm, I'm like getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. I, I just remember so being like, I just remember being like, I like, this is a movie. 
it was spectacular. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the giant pyramid, like rainbow bridge type thing. Yeah, it was. It's all, like, all of it. It's all wild. Of it. It's wild. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wonder if she was able to just access that part of her brain that allowed for ideas to just flow, much like it seems. It seems like you guys are have are able to get there. I think too. so. Like to, especially you, Orange. It seems or it sounds like you you know you're able to just let your brain. Yeah, Johnny, run. you're just going to get the mail. <laughs> no, Johnny. But Johnny, you too. I'm, it's just, like, I'm just joking, Johnny. No, it's Orange is Orange is connected to another world for sure. Know. But she's. I, no, but so I, are you. I though. think you so are, are also. You. You're you're I'm able. Just I I find it really cool and interesting that. You know your whole book. Um, I forgot. I, um, forgive me. I forgot the title, but it's the whole premise is that you're drawing from your dreams. You're drawing images and, and stories from your dreams. And I mean, for you to be able to remember those images and whatever's in that dream, and to be able to paint it on a canvas is like that takes a, a, a certain amount of ability to let your brain just run on creativity. Yeah, free to run Freedom. free. Uh, I mean, that's why I think. Um, it was, it was very powerful and beautiful things that I feel like that's why it's so important that, you know, the, the artists from the past is also like, for example, Hilma, that kind of through her work mm -hmm. had this connection with me in this generation. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of, it's no separation almost like it's all connected. We build upon the from the past and then we also come like with a future yeah and i think time is always uh, everything is everything always yes. so like um the way we perceive time is a perception so there is some ease that no matter where in history it, it occurred that it's still kind of occurring now that energy is still flowing yeah. so i think it's just it's comforting to know that people live and yeah. lived like that yeah. you know and can have that ability to have this presence and this flow and this output of just like extreme experimentation with how the world works how you fit in the world and how there is no separation between you and yes. the world yes you know that if you want to be as be as if you want to be as big as the universe you can just let yourself be a part of the universe yeah but it takes practice. But it takes practice. <laughs> the ability to shut your brain off. <laughs> Orange, I have a question. Do you talk to your father who's still a monk? Uh, not yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> Actually, no. But he's I still... Mean, uh, he's still uh, can I say that when we're back? Oh, no. Right. Maybe not. Yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Oh, well, basically, um, I never really reconnect with him. Mm -hmm. um, I since i mean when the time he tried to sell me is when i was kindergarten mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. and then so um my grandparents was basically um kind of let him out of the house kick him out. Yeah. Yeah, kick him out yeah then after that i mean i think he did try to come back i mean i when i was i, I don't know when but exactly but maybe high school or something maybe he was driving a motorcycle just like kind of see if it can bump into me but then uh one time 
and then but we don't have really because I kind of didn't want to connect yeah. so um, we didn't really have actual talk yeah. or anything. I mean so, underst- understandably so that's yeah, yeah. but yeah. she's strangely enough she's she has so much compassion mm-hmm. for him and for her mom because of the situation he was in was very difficult time he you yeah. know he was having they were having a difficult time living with her grandparents and mm-hmm. so the things that he had to go through she said was like unbelievable like he had felt like he had no alternative you yeah, it's like how can hmm. I survive with the the girl well, is too because expensive. Well, and... it's actually is later on I started to especially actually the things the blue beast things happen that also have when I went through the very very dark place also have a, a part of a journey actually related with my father. I was saw hmm. the figure trans change become became my father. So I had some. Oh right, that mm-hmm. night. Yeah, at the that beast night, actually, actually it was like it became her, became me, became her grandfather, became yeah, father. Yeah, became all and, this uh, some kind. Of, I think it's this things that I had to face or something, and then so. It's like a shapeshifter. Yes. Yeah, and then actually we have the talk. Well, you have to the, move through the fear to turn into love. Period. Through that things, it was became a very like biggest lesson, almost like in my life that taught me to see, you know, without the roots going to the ground, you won't have a flower. It's mm-hmm. like without the darkness is no light there. So mm-hmm. I, it's kind of a, a teacher is like, it's like, listen, you gonna to face this. It's like forcing me to face the things I don't want to see. And that that's why I feel like I was went through a black yeah. hole. And then until I given up to fight this roots into the darkness and then finally i see the light shine through me that was the finally the flower Mm -hmm. blooming you know so it's all connected especially later uh, when i finally be more about to talk about the things even with johnny and then and then i i kind of changed quite a bit because then i started to see from their perspective because they have their, you know, it, it was very, very struggle for them at that time because, you know, it's my father is from Singapore. And then um, from what I knew, know is that he don't know how to read. Mm-hmm. And then so it probably very hard for him to really actually find a work. But mm-hmm. he really do love my mom. And my mom is a person that to you know make money but it's not enough and then that's why it was they had to move with my parents uh, grandparents you know like actually the house very small so it's like my grandparents my mom my dad and me you know what i mean it was kind of yeah very crowded, very crowded. what did your mother do for work at that time oh, she's at a the time she was a journalist she's a journalist uh-huh. yeah and then so she's um, trying to her so, seeking answers is interesting i think yeah yeah that's why he was maybe come up this idea you know it's even though it's not an excuse to say, oh you should you know you can you know do this to your daughter but i think that was just he actually just wanted to i mean from his perspective or something he only thing he thought about can do or something and then so that's why my mom you know 
freaked out. They decide just, you know,、yeah. just kick him out. Yeah, and then so I guess that probably I don't know how or that probably the his journey part and later how lead him to become a monk or something. I actually one time for some actually like last year or something. So after that things happened though,、um, I actually by accident found on YouTube.、Um, My father actually,、um, as a monk, and then uh, uh, reading or seeing some sutra on the YouTube. Sutra. <laughs> you, so you found out your father was a monk through YouTube. No,、uh, I knew that、mom. before,、yeah. but I never really、oh. see in you re- person. You didn't see, yeah. Yeah,、wow. I heard about that. Yeah, and not I heard about that, but I, I never really like. Ask him or understand or like what did he do or something, but I actually saw online like lately. YouTube, it's almost、man. like YouTube. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> for just by accident. But it so, seems like even、bizarre. the father, through his intense pain, he probably have his own journey, had his own journey you know? of transformation. Yeah, and yeah, I was just thinking that he's he's trying to seek answers. First, for act for things he's、yeah. done in his past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness is a is probably the most difficult yeah, yeah. journey. It's well, it's like everybody has to grow out of it. Yeah, and it's not even. It's almost like letting go. It's、yes. still the shedding.、Yeah. It's still this like, okay, act of compassion and love paired with a letting go, like a deep letting go, a deep sense of like something else is carrying you, letting go. Yes. Which is which is hard. Forgiveness is not yes, forgetting.、Yeah. You know, it's not、yeah. necessarily moving、yeah. on or、really. growing out of. It's just like letting it no longer penetrate you. Yeah, yeah. But now it's it's cool because I think like all of this this pain that she went through has been something that's caused her to like learn so learn much and push herself forward to always seek.、Mm-hmm. And then I realized that everything happened is there is for a reason, and then helped me to become who I am right now. It just something is so hard to explain. You know that things happen to me like the、uh, blue beast things. That actually is most of <laughs> scary, but also the most beautiful things I can learn in my life. And、yeah. then also that how that kind of. Let me to see myself, my life in different way, and same as like you say, is kind of forgive to understand、mm-hmm. that they they didn't mean to harm me, and to understand them, and that's kind of finally I maybe finally I about to love myself. Yeah,、mm-hmm. it's like I love I finally for. Give them, forgive myself. I love them. I love myself、yeah. because even the pain, it was. It's like, is they are the biggest lesson in my life to help me to grow. Well, all the、yeah. seems like all the pain becomes the fuel for the、it's、for the、true. fire of passion to become an artist. It's like、yes. you end up creating all of this artwork that comes out of the source、yes. of your pain, which、yeah. ends up becoming. Like that just is the fertilizer for the flowers to bloom, and then you're like, oh, yeah, it's like,、awesome. oh wow. So that that's for that reason, you know. Totally. I I think I definitely agree. It seems that pain is the greatest catalyst for anything, even creative or 
or otherwise. Um, even our, our guest yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, I forgot how to pronounce her last name, Roselli, Grace Roselli. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she was talking about how her work took shape and she found her voice because through pain and other stuff, I guess. I'm not sure. I can't remember. <laughs> I was listening to a neuroscientist <laughs> from, uh, from Stanford and he said that the frequency of that fuels the most amount of, like, we, we kind of crave, no matter what kind of people we are, like, just as human beings, our anger and frustration is, like, um... Oh, yeah. I think that I... Listen to that Joe Rogan episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people, people want, like, the fight. Like, people yeah. people want to, to antagonize because it creates... Oh, it's the... It was, yeah, it's about then, brain elasticity, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, things that stress you out or or, or that are hard uh, are addictive. Creates, it, it, it's addictive and yeah. it creates growth. Um, so, yeah, it's like I think the reason why I annoy my sister or even Kara, my girlfriend. Ian's a twin. I'm a twin. It's like the reason I feel like I annoy them is because it's like I'm I want <laughs> I don't know I want. You I'm want ad- the energy. I'm addicted to it. Yeah, I'm addicted to annoying. <laughs> He's just a pain in the ass, really. But we'll move on. <laughs> um, so when you are living your your like your life, like I met you mm-hmm. maybe a year ago, and you were now you're like just showing your work and having this experience. You've kind of moved mm-hmm. through the pain. Um, your dreams are what fuel your work right now. Like you feel like a piece in your story. Or do you feel like you're still learning your story? Well, I will say it's it's life is always just learning, but then uh, um, mm-hmm. it's like never in the learning journey. But I will say right now I was pretty in peace in myself because I feel mm-hmm. like I I I found this how to say this like. I found the way that balance, you know, especially mm-hmm. through art is definitely, it was as a place that I feel like I'm so happy I choose this path because it's so aligned with my heart. And that's just something that I can feel so free and so true to yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. And then, yes. Yeah. It's but even, like, even the yeah. struggles, the struggles are, are are the gift you know because like uh, artist life is not easy because sometimes the money's flowing in sometimes it's dried out and it affects everything so we are like now going this is going to be this is a beautiful time i mean luckily things are going really well right now so it's yeah. changed everything it's, oh it, good, yes, good, it's good 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 because i th- Jersey City. Sound the background. Yeah. So. What is that? A fire truck? No, that's just Jersey City being Jersey City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually the little, the little meter maid. <laughs> oh, the street street sweepers street are coming. Sweeper. Let's take a break. Street <laughs> street oh my gosh. Yeah, we can we can pause for a little second. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll be right back. Post street sweepers. Oh, right back. Johnny. <laughs> um, Johnny, so you're <laughs> so you're born in San Francisco. No, no, I was born in San Diego. You were born in San Diego. Okay, San and, Diego, uh, California. Ooh, sunny California. Do you surf? 
Yeah, I do surf a bit. And I surf, they have good surf in Taiwan as well. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, that's sweet. I love surfing. But I, 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 was, actually, I was actually more, more into, uh, I, I mean, I love body surfing. And to me, it's just like one of the things where you're completely in the, in the, in the, in the one with the wave. Mm-hmm. But uh, I ended up going to school up at Berkeley for my undergrad and then uh, later studying for my MFA in UCLA. So up and down the coast. Amazing. Do you miss but California? Still, uh, uh, not really. California, it, what everybody else loves about California, I didn't love. They go, oh, it's 70, in LA, it's 76 degrees and sunny today, like every single day. And to me, it just was, it didn't change enough. Yeah, I think that's why I like seasons. Same here, yeah. I never had a chance to experience them. So that when I came out here, I was like, this is awesome. I love it. You know, we get to see the fall. We have a sometimes a couple of seasons in one day. <laughs> in California, you traveled a bit and then you fell in love with Taiwan and that's kind of where your story took off. Wait, can I backtrack real quick? Yeah, I'm ba- sorry. backtrack. Um, I'd love to know more about the, the tunnel systems in San Diego and kind of how that influenced, oh. influenced you and your work. Yeah, oh wow. Let's see, um, just a, basically a few blocks from where I lived, um, they had these giant drain pipes they built. Like in the 60s, I guess they, they, uh, they had some, some floods, or not in the 60s, I don't remember when it was, but they had some big floods and so then in the 60s they built these huge drain pipes so that whenever it rained again, they would be able to carry all the water down to the bay or to, down to the ocean instead of flooding the city. But then, you know, it never rained again for 50 years, so it was <laughs> big, beautiful, giant pipes. And uh, I wasn't supposed to go down there, so they became one of my biggest memories was exploring these, these tunnels, you know. And then I found out the side tunnels that you have to crawl through, um, they lead to other neighborhoods. And so I'd crawl through these things and then peek through, you know, where the manhole covers are. But they usually have a place where all the water pours down on the side. You are a mutant ninja turtle. Yeah, so I would I would peek through there and I say, Oh my god, this is wild. This is like my neighbor's street. Or you know, the next the next street over. And then I started realizing that all of these pipes were connected and they all flowed down to the ocean and all the neighborhoods were connected. And so that as I went through my life, I'd go back home and there was my big adventure for the day. And because I couldn't talk about it because I wasn't supposed to go down there, it became like my secret memory. Because I knew I'd get in trouble if I mm. said, hey, guess where I went today? It was exploring. We told you to stay away from there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it stuck with me until it started seeping into my dreams. Later, I started skateboarding. And, uh, you know, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the places we ended up uh, finding great places that had, like, uh, just beautiful places to skate, you know. And uh, so the pipes and the tunnels became a big part of my life. And as a teenager, I started having weird dreams where I'm skating down these giant, giant tunnels and pipes. And I would get glimpses out of the side tunnels as I'm skating by. And these glimpses are these magical, colorful worlds. And, I'm, and I would always wake up thinking, I'm gonna go explore those worlds later. And mm. I guess that was kind of the seed for travel for me, which was like, I, I know there's another world out there. Mm. Also, wanted- you told me that because the pipes that feel like it's also been connection because you see different neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. You know? it, 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 basically, the, the core of it was it did when I started realizing that it all was about connection because each of these pipes, the smaller pipes, led into the bigger pipes, which led to the ocean. So I started seeing the connection with 
all of my neighborhood, the connection with all of the world. And then I started using the, the pipes in my artwork as a symbol of connection, like one day leading into the next, the people we meet, how everything affects everything. And it became kind of like the story of the, the invisible, like um, kind of uh, the, the invisible veins of the universe, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Was there a point where you were traveling like exclusively through the tunnels? Like, did you ever stop like Using skating? Streets? Yeah, like skating <laughs> above ground, skating the sidewalks. Like, is, were you ever just like totally traveling by tunnel at one point or no? No, no, because they have too much, uh, too much mud and stuff in certain areas, you know, that gets stuck on the bottom or there's also some of the pipes are, you know, filled with, uh, garbage that gets washed down. Alligators. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but there were places that I, I did, I did, uh, spend quite a bit of time and these were uh, most of my time exploring the tunnels was actually by myself, which was, uh why they became even more intense because I never never brought flashlights with me. I just happened to be in that part and I was like, oh, I gotta go through here today. And so that became half of the excitement of exploring something in the dark. And then you get through until you see the side tunnels where the light can come through. Oh my God. That's oh, really there's scary. There's long stretches. I was so afraid really of the dark scary. as a kid. I'm still afraid of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I, don't, I, went, I, went, <laughs> I went back several times to like check out these I go man these pipes were massive they're so huge and then you realize I'm a lot taller now than I was when I was a kid and so the tunnels were not as big as I remember them to be <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, sometimes you know your perspective you know as a kid they became bigger and even in my dreams, they became even bigger than that. You know, they were giant, massive tunnels and like arteries of uh, of life. That's amazing. That was just so amazing that Johnny told me that because it later it's all connected. Because he because it, when he went to Berkeley study the uh, anthropology. Yeah, first yeah. I started studying English literature and anthropology up there. Oh wow! And uh, that was interesting because you know I was able to study culture study stuff that I, I i wanted to you know i was really excited about it and got to read a lot and then uh i started thinking of the anthropology led me into travel and all the different cultures i just i you know i didn't realize i didn't want to study culture i realized i wanted to be culture and that was what mm. what was the big transformation that led me into art i was always drawing and always writing at the time and then uh I just never, it never even crossed my mind that I could make a living as an artist mm-hmm. because I've been... Then we met. Then, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was just curious what your kind of first creative outlet was. Like what gravitated you towards creativity? Like what was the first thing? And I guess this question is, is this can be for both of you. Oh. Well, that, I mean... My first creative outlet was probably writing, and uh, I used to like to write short stories. And then I got into music and used to play guitar. Well, I still play guitar, but uh, I realized I wasn't as passionate about music as I was about drawing. And drawing was became drawing for me became of a I don't know what it is. Kind of like a gift to myself mm-hmm. because drawing is a very private thing. 
you have your sketchbook, you're not mm, sharing it with people, true. and it's just me writing my ideas and my pictures and my doodles and coming together ideas that will later turn into paintings. And then uh, it's very different from painting because painting is very open to the world. So make a walk in the room and see your painting, but a sketchbook is just filled with your, your, your you can freely explore whatever you want. And that to me is like the greatest, greatest joy is, is filling up sketchbooks. And that's why when I met Orange, you know, I had been uh, traveling. After I, after I left uh, LA after uh, animation, I ended up uh, going to Europe and was started painting some murals in uh, Czech Republic. And then I ended up back in Asia. I'd already spent about eight years in Asia or seven years, I don't remember. And then, uh, I came back to Asia and ended up going back to Taiwan. And that was when finally, because of the sketchbooks, I feel like I was always hiding my art from the world. I didn't want to share my art with people. And that has a lot to do with maybe too many times, you know, you compare yourself to other people and I didn't want to see people to see what I was doing. And In the same time, I feel myself. like John is more like, like he said, it's, he really mm -hmm. totally just paint for himself. Like literally we go everywhere, we just pin and draw and it's like our life mm -hmm. is like diary. You know, for me, art is like that too. So yeah, it's it kind really of is. very, very personal. So you never really think about, oh, it's where to show, where to try to sell or anything. It's not even come to the mind, I guess. Like, so then, you know, we met and at that time I was, you know, I have stores, oh, you know, yeah. and then so I kind of just, hey, Maybe it's time we can do something. It's kind of like it's just perfect time because for him is finally he show his art and finally I in the I telling myself it's time I can open myself totally. to this path. And it was you know? it was frightening because she said <laughs> yeah she said oh let's open a gallery and we opened a gallery in a store right next to her to my, jewelry, yeah, my jewelry store. store yeah. So it's cool because then I could just go over and hey how you doing she come over <laughs> and then we like let's do it together. Yeah. But it was frightening because because I have to I've never shown my art to anybody. And now I'm going to make a living off of just art. And just to take that step was when you when you risk everything. It's a lot. It pushes you to move forward yeah, and yeah, go, yeah. okay, I'm <laughs> putting myself up there. <laughs> yeah. And it was But because you know, we had a lot of a lot of people that was just would come into our world yeah because of that and our, our collectors in, in the beginning just just really are the, some of the most important collectors for us yeah because actually they, they, because of the place i uh i had a store there was like tourist spot so basically uh -huh. people from all different places like they came through there and they saw the work and then so that's how we started to connect you know? Yeah, which is great. These tourists are looking for other worlds, and then they go yeah. into your world, and it's mm -hmm. another place to travel. So it totally makes sense that this spot was so successful for you guys. Yeah. I mean, after all of the people yeah. I met at Mana, um, which is where we met, yeah. like, I, well, I felt super comfortable in your studio. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know that many people in the building, to be like totally honest, but it was just this open mm -hmm. heart that like really welcomes you in with an open sense of like, this is our world, you know, like come explore it with us, come make it with us. And I think, you know, your whole studio feels like that as well. Thank you. 
Thank you, yeah. Can I just ask an animation question? Sure, sure. I'm wondering, did uh, the animation degree allow you to fulfill any creative itches at all? Oh, you know, animation was a very big, big influence on me because uh, what happened is I felt I didn't... Oh, what, what's no, that? no, 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 no. Okay. Keep going, keep going. I'm just oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I got a little distracted there. That's okay. No, animation was awesome because basically it just to the idea of applying to for a program, you know, to get it into into MFA. I was like, okay, I have to come up with a portfolio that's gonna, you know, pull me in. It's like, well, how do I do that? So at first, I I made a a children's picture dictionary to work on my skills and Can we just Wait, hold one on second a second for that yeah. helicopter. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that was a helicopter? Because yeah, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> 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 right, right. <laughs> All right, touche. Yeah, so the you know the animation really opened up a lot for me. And I, the the best thing that it did for me it was allowed me you know. You're supposed to make three films when you go there. And we had a really good program. UCLA Animation Department is just like the best. And uh, they basically... Like full, full length no, films? No, no, short shorts? films. In animation, there's no full length <laughs> stuff because uh, it takes a long time. And so I, I, it gave me a, a lot of uh, the ability to focus on exactly what I wanted to do. And so like one of the short films I made was Tunnels of the Mind and... Uh, this other one, uh, I made this film about my grandma, you know, when my grandma died. And so I made this film, uh, the, the Well of Lost Souls. And it was cool because then I was able to uh, identify or like uh, address issues that were really close to my heart and I could make whatever I wanted. And then that, the funny thing is in animation, you know, one of my professors was like, all right, everybody get up and tell what you want to do for your whole life. And that was when... I stood up and told everybody I wanted to paint and travel. And that gave me the confidence. The Just going to, UC, going to UCLA gave me the confidence to go, you know what, I, I want to just paint. I want to draw. And one day I was working this animation job with this friend of mine, and he says, listen, it's like, are you looking for another job when this one ends? I go, I'm not. Mm. And he goes, like, well, what do you want to do? I go, I just want to paint. I want to paint and travel. And mm -hmm. he goes, well, why don't you do that? And uh, I sold everything I had. I went back to Europe, and that's when I just started. Uh, I stayed there three months, just sketching in, sketching in the hostels every day. I was stayed in Paris for a month, and then two months in Prague. And then when I started painting a mural in Czech Republic, and it's my first time painting a mural. I was in this smoking room, and it was just covered with this angry stuff. And it's like, fuck the world and all this. And I was like, I can't sit here. The energy of it makes me feel horrible. And so one day I went and got a bunch of paints and painted the room. And when I painted the room that night, stayed up all night painting it, and then the owner came and said, who painted this? And I thought she, they, they came and got me and said, the owner wants to talk to you. And I thought she was going to yell at me. And then uh, she goes, I've got five hostels. I want you to paint all of them. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. So just that sentence to me gave me the confidence that I needed to read, that I realized that I, I was okay. I can, I can move forward. Somebody wants to hire me to do work. 
And mm -hmm. then I then I said, oh, this is great. I went back to Taiwan and I just put all of my energy into my art and into my painting. But it was mostly just to give myself the validity of like, this is a good, this is a good path. You can be happy doing this. It doesn't matter if you're making a living at it. It's just, it's just you're okay being you. You're okay painting. It's a you're good okay life. Doing this. Yeah. yeah. And then when I met Orange, I just. She, <laughs> She just, she just makes things happen. She's like the manifesting queen. And she just, what happens is she thinks about something and she goes and has zero, zero doubt that it will come true. And just basically says meditation. what she's, what she's going to do, focuses on it. And it becomes this picture in her head that she cannot stop from coming true. It's like anything she's tried has been successful. And it's like unbelievable. It's just, to me, to be around this kind of energy has just changed my life for the better. I mean, because mm. I wasn't even showing my art to anybody when I met her. And then three months after meeting her, I'm a full-time artist. And with a gallery. And that's, yeah, yeah, and that's what we did for a living. Orange, mm -hmm. how do you keep that, how do you keep doubt from entering into your mind like how do you how do you combat it so well or do you not um well um i i don't know how my my exactly work but i think i'm from i think johnny sometimes said about me is like i'm kind of like a very when i want um wanted to do something i almost have like one straight mind <laughs> like yeah, just a straight track yeah track like a really just the one like this is it and i almost like once a while if i didn't didn't um get on the down, on that place i will keep going around and around to say that almost the one thing yeah one thing sometimes johnny was okay stop <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh uh, orange is so many times i said okay we're doing it we're doing it i said yeah then so i guess i don't know it's something just something i don't know from it's my, always from my me. perspective it's just like she completely will be absorbed in the thought of what she wants to do so much absorbed in the thought of making yeah. it happen that there's no space for that yeah yeah no that's space that's beautiful but she's so that's obsessed great. about like that's a it that's a strong yeah. mind so to me it's, it blows me away yeah that's incredible thank you but you know i mean since you know since i met her she's just you know she when she was 25 she'd already had all these stores and yeah. her family she started selling her jewelry on oh, the street. On the street, actually. I, I selling start. Well, because when I selling, actually, my family was not happy with that. Because, like I say, I follow what they wanted me to do. You know, I understand them, though. They really don't want me to suffer. They wanted just me to go into the business and making okay money, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. So I did. But then after I finished, so, um, but I didn't go the path, actually, after I graduate. Mm -hmm. um, they want, they want me going to bank, Ugh. you know, but then I didn't. So I said, oh, I, I thought find something that kind of between because I feel like designing things still kind of making creating stuff, but also still yeah. building the business. Totally. You know, you know, kind of a comp, you know, compromising the way. And then so I start actually from on the street, mm. you know, and while I was still in the school, actually. I said, well, it's like, actually, I was, uh, when I still studying, I, and then, and then my family was so angry, you know, my mom never really visited me mm -hmm. when I selling, 
on the street. And then I was had this um, I call standing box. Basically, was I buying this box and I put jewelry in in the box and then just on the side of. The, uh, street and then selling it, and ne then like next to somebody's store. <laughs> yeah, next to somebody's store, <laughs> in between the store actually, <laughs> and then, um, and then, but then I was just doing very well, like just really well, and then so after one year or less than year, I started to open a yeah. store, and then so end up I have four stores. Yeah, so I really from and nobody really helping me because my family don't want to, uh, me going that direction, but it, basically I'm helping myself to build, but that's also allowed me to have my, the money to let me travel and also let me to study. Yeah, even your money, your freedom. Yeah, and I, I made that money. Actually, I traveled to, uh, back to Florence. I study oil painting, sculpture, etching, and wax, wax sculpt, uh, sculpting, enamel things mm. in Florence uh, with the master. And then also, you know, back to Tokyo. So basically, it's then kind of like, oh, I'm not depends on others. I'm basically just making the way step by step. And I'm making this money and finally get to the one point. I said, I'm going to just do art full art time. Full time. Yeah. She took all of her savings and just yeah. uh, basically it was. We, I built from nothing. She built it like from that. nothing and yeah. then said, that's when we took the road trip to the U.S., I think. Yeah, too. in the beginning, actually, when we came to USA, we were, took like four months. I bought a van, and then we basically just travel in a van, like I think three times around the USA. <laughs> <laughs> and then just go, like, you know, travel, and then just go, go to museums, sketching, whole day, and then do all the stuff. And then first year was... It was quite a hippie life. But it yeah, was, uh, very it hippie was, life. It was really <laughs> fun because we were just... Getting just into paint. like just drawing, mostly drawing and some painting. Yeah. And it was just fun because we're trying to fill up our our worlds, and then we decided to stay. Yeah, we we decided to stay because this still, is that, we, because, she still had the store though. Because well, yeah, I sold most of stuff, but then I still keep one store for my sister work at that time. Yeah, but then uh, but then later I sold everything mm. though, and then. Uh, after I decided to stay, because that time when I decided so stuff to come to USA, that was the first time I came to USA. So I'm not even know anything about this place. I'm not even know if I can. We didn't or, know the art scene yeah, or the what, art world. Or I don't have any it. connection. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not study here or something. So I'm just kind of like land here. <laughs> so um, yeah, you're just an open book. Yeah, and then so um, so we travel first like four months, and then the, then when we decide, okay, so I want to try. So the first year, I think we um, stay in, in Portland, Oregon, Oregon actually, yeah. and then I open a gallery there. Um, and we started doing art fairs. Yeah, started doing art fairs Went and to travels. Florida, did some art fairs. Yeah, mm. and then so the next year, I think it's the second year. Then we decided to moved to New York. Yeah, second year we moved to New York. Yeah. We started the move to New York. We went to the New York Art Expo. Yeah. And that uh, was our, our transition into New York. And that was the catalyst to being like, oh, you really need to be here. Yeah. And then just started to build. Yeah. I have a personal question for you guys. Do you want to start a family? Is that allowed? Am I allowed to ask that? Like, is there... A... Uh, you mean kids? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
we're uh i mean you guys are a family yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, guys yeah. are a family but do you we're not really uh we we love our life a lot and yeah we're at least not now not though. now not at now. least not now but but okay i mean still open but if you ask right this moment that i will say not really wanted to have kids I mean, yeah. you I mean, know, but I, already, but I still open for the future. But I'm saying I don't want to, you know, say like for sure. But, but I think we we talk about this before, and then we think mm, right now is kind of we're kind of still in a sweet spot. Well, our our lives our lives yeah, changing yeah. all the changing time, all the and time. where we are, like we don't have a, a stable enough life yeah. for our family because we, you know, she's, you know, basically like. We had no idea we were even going to be in New York, and it's just all this just stuff all the thing changing all the time. So totally. I feel like I mean, I completely relate. It's kind of, I get it. <laughs> I get it. So that we're really happy. Yeah, yeah. we're really happy we're right really happy. now. So, <laughs> so kind like, of a no one. You don't want to rock the boat. Too and much. I know that would yeah. be a big change. When I see people, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like yelling at their kids and changing diaper. I'm like, oh man, it's like yeah. I want to I be surrounded by. Yeah, by, you know, it's a choice you cannot not make once you yeah. have it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then and then besides, um, I have another question for, yeah, sure. for you all. Now we'll move on from the children. <laughs> yeah. Um, at what point did you start having expectations for your career? Like, at what point were you like, I need to make a certain amount of money, or mm-hmm. needed to, you know, or just have? I don't know. Uh, did you give yourself expectations, or do you allow the experiences to have their own presence, kind of? Well, they've because it's a fine line between the most, your I feel heart and also ye, playing the game. I think this is kind of a grow. I I, I would say it's more organic. Yeah, well, it's, it's very. Organic. In the beginning, it's mostly just been survival. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, then all of a sudden, you know, sometimes when you hit really close to survival mode. Because we're, you know, we're, we're just, you know, paying all our own bills trying to get through this, and then sometimes I kind uh, of wanted to share, like yeah. even the, like this recently. very close recently. Oh, yeah. this I is think this is a pretty good good example. Yeah. So I think this will answer that. Well, like we talk about before, we're more like a really just paint and survive, you know. And then, but then actually the COVID time. Was pretty magical. March. M- March is more uh, serious, and then uh, actually that was hit us pretty hard because mm-hmm. um, our income most of the time we come from we uh, have to go visit collectors mm-hmm. in New York City, and then uh, but then now, because the COVID time basically you can't really like visit anywhere. Go visit, connect. You cannot can't connect. People, you know, can't talk, and then yeah. Yeah, so then they said, okay, so what, what, what now? Then we have to rent, have this whole thing need to pay. So, so then something happened. What actually is really very dramatic, actually, was we're already packing the stuff, like in a, in a uh, studio, actually, in Mana. Mm-hmm. I was okay, we can't pay for this, can't pay for that. And then, and then I, I just like so worried. I even thought like, oh my God, maybe I, if the things last so long, we might need to go back to Taiwan or something. You mm-hmm. know, like it was so close. I don't know the money where yeah, it can come in. Yeah, you don't have in. money coming in. You for- know, and then everything shut down. And then so at that time, 
my, you know, my parents actually said, oh, just come back to Taiwan. But I was like, must we have something we can do? And then I have a one friend that he created this online platform in Taiwan. And art, then art, art just selling like selling art. art. And then I thought, oh, you know, I never, I never show my work actually in, in Taiwan, Taiwan yeah. you know. <laughs> and then, um, and then I thought, well, you know, I have actually basically I don't have a choice at that time. And then I said, well, okay, just just give a try, you know. Yeah. And I remember that day. I remember was like I'm so nervous because of when. When the the platform opened, and then I said, "Okay, just put there if nobody wanted." It was kind of awkward, you know. But I would just just push the button, just send it out, and then was something magical things happened because then my stuff actually, um, I met so many collectors um, mm-hmm. in the. Uh, in short Taiwan, time, very yeah, short yeah. time. Actually, you can't. Too, actually, yeah. the person, the founder, my friend, he created that problem. He didn't expect that too. He actually created a platform just for helping people to uh, go get through this time. And then during, I think, yeah, thirty thousand, thirty thousand wow. during Signed like two or three like weeks, to, to people jump like collectors and artists, like all the people jump in, just really become so popular. And then my stuff become like. Very, I guess, speaking to people, speaking to people, and then yeah, and then people just like, oh, want more, and then order something through that platform. Find me, you know, found me through there, and that was, I know, I was just like, oh my god, I mean, is that really happening? It's like we went from rock bottom, rock bottom to like rich and then rich, yeah. Well, That's so well, basically, not that big, not that big. No, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, whoa, and then they basically later, um, a we signed a contract, and Macau, then, Hong yeah, Kong and Taiwan. yeah, they got to represent me, Macau, Hong Kong, and uh, mm. Taiwan, so, so that, that actually changed, because in the way, though, think about this, like, okay, the platform helped me to, uh, online platform, even, and then during this time, helped me to, don't need to worry about my, survive finances finances yeah Yeah. and then then about to move on to the next project so that's why i when i working with this gallery then i started to work on this new series that is really a breakthrough big even though this work i never uh, i didn't show yet because i'm just just shipped shipped i just shipped back to to taiwan Taiwan, but Mm. i'm going to show that that's like a totally new series i will say is is something very important is like out of the cold. I mean, we're not really out of COVID yet, but I'm saying was but out of the initial from, shock from, wave, from maybe. Time, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yes. And it's yeah. just it's been really, really nice because it, it was a, it just opened, uh, basically the, having like these 30,000 viewers seeing this, this site, yeah. it exposed her to a whole network of people that she would have never met yeah so and then the bigger collectors even yeah so basically why i say this is to answer the questions like then finally we get to the point that if it's not about worry about the fine even those you know in a way still have to you know but when you pass the line not about the cost of the surviving the financial thing then not about to work on something a series of bigger work and a, a, a idea more complete 
And it gives you more freedom to actually, like, not worry about surviving. <laughs> exactly. It gives you more freedom exactly. just to work. Yeah. yeah That's why yeah, I haven't moved true. out of my parents' house yet. I mean, to be honest, it's like I have shelter and I have food and I, I'm kind of addicted to the, the freedom that my mind has of security. That's yeah. nice. Um, yeah. So I, I get that. Like, yeah. I'm not ready to, like, I don't make enough money to... Um, like I would be very compromised like I would have to worry about survival a lot more yeah Yeah. so I totally you know it's nice to have the freedom of your mind of like to really just like open up to what you need to like work into yeah which is exciting I can't wait to see this series and on that um kind of COVID note I think we're gonna wrap things up unless you have any other things you want to add Ooh, I have a few more questions Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, if sure, that's sure. okay. If you guys have nowhere to be, it's, uh, I can. Yeah, well. So I'm just wondering what an, what an orange and Johnny typical work kind of sells for. I don't, if you don't want to answer that, you don't have to either. Uh, I don't know. Some people are really weird about it. I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's. Yeah, it's prices. What's that? You mean? Yeah, I'm sure it changes. Yeah, it's yeah because right now, right now, now we have prices that are set with, through the gallery. Yeah, because so basically have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it changes, and also every year they uh, will probably they will go up five percent each year. Five. They measure things by the size. In size. Taiwan. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like you, you have a certain. Not of even money for in Taiwan, actually, for for international. Yeah, they have a way. So basically, we the gallery and I and also to see where I am right now to 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 see the price right yeah, yeah. but that was changed so it's it hard, hard to say I'm, I'm here yeah it's yeah a, yeah you know pretty like uh next month or next two months all of our stuff will be be, be posted through uh the gallery and mm-hmm. yes and through myself but then then if you wanted to know probably through them it will be be more clear I think yeah yeah okay. <laughs> So we'll have to keep an eye out. Yes. You have to you have to share um, that information with me. Yeah. And I just want to see the new work anyway. <laughs> um, and I have one last yes. question for John. Yes. Oh, definitely. So I had read um, that someone compared you. Uh, they said that you're the Dr. Seuss for the soul. And I was wondering how that makes you feel. Oh, that to me, that was uh, that made me feel really good because I felt like when when people understand my uh my art and what i do because i uh my art has changed a lot through the years and i use a lot of words in my art that are positive and about transformation Mm. about personal growth and so the things that i do are all about kind of like creating a roadmap for for actually for myself you know because when i'm surrounded by these words and these symbols and these images that are about kind of uh, growing towards your dreams and making things happen and becoming the most uh, the best you can be I'm programming myself to do that and so when other people can see what I, it is I'm doing and I don't have to explain it but they say something like that it, it felt like such a gift to me of, of somebody understanding me and I think that's what we're all trying to get is trying to like go hey can you see who I really am can you understand what I'm about and to me that made me feel like I was aligned with the world. And yeah. That's really the most beautiful thing when the person, the collector really actually see 
and understand like connect so deep with yeah. your painting you know that um the artwork it, it's 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 really how to say that is yeah, yeah. I, I mean like I run out of words. Like a beautiful thing. <laughs> no, it's just it's just nice. It's like yeah. it's it's like when you're a kid, you know, you're seeking some approval from people just to know that you're okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And then as you get to be an adult, you know, you you're you're pushing yourself further and harder and trying to get still get some acceptance from the world that you're you know you're contributing, you're doing something good, and it takes a long time to heal from the past and. Uh, to grow from it, and once you do, you, sometimes you don't even notice your own your own uh, flowers that are coming out of you. You know, in fact, it's funny because when I was in uh, uh, UCLA, uh, this friend of mine made this this, this uh, short film, and it was kind of funny because he had me dress up in this suit of flowers. I'm covered with flowers, and it's this thing about a person who didn't realize. A person who couldn't see their own beauty, mm. basically, and then, uh, but the world could see it, but they couldn't see it. So it was kind of kind of fun. I don't know. That didn't have anything to do with this, but uh, no, but it was sweet. Kind of yeah, like a, yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, it's like finally we searching. Well, in a way, I feel like for me, it's like also it's like we keep searching approval, but until we finally to see our own beauty, we actually is the person can approve ourselves. Can approve yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Totally. You guys are such a little dream. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's Thank been it's thanks. been so nice Thank chatting. It really has. Thank you so Thank much. You. And then, uh, it's, I I really enjoy I really enjoy the talk. Yeah, like, me too. Today. Me too. Kind of, I mean, I was a little bit surprised. We're actually going very kind of deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like going, I mean, deep into like I mean, saying deep into is like the core almost. Like yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I like it. That's good. And I'm very comfortable. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, babies, I'll let you go. Thank you. All right, well, you guys have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hopefully we can have some, like, tea or something when the world goes back to normal. Yeah, yeah, just, definitely. Like, that would be good. That would, that would be, be great. Nice to meet all yeah. of you as well. Thank you, thank you. Bye.